What actually happened in the Texas school shooting more and more gets released every day. Biden and the left's plans to take all your guns, similar to what Trudeau is doing in Canada. And Leah Thomas speaks out about being a trans swimmer. All today, Eric's America. You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American, recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed Memorial Day. I took the weekend off, uh, mostly to try to recuperate and get uh, my uh, sleep schedule squared away. Uh, Newsflash didn't work. But hey, you know, at least it was uh, worth a try, right? It was worth a try. Um, That'll get worked out here. Now that I'm back to normal, it'll get worked out. It's all good. Anyway, uh, before we get started today, I want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review. All those things help out a lot. I uh, got some interesting messages. Apparently, uh, a lot of my stuff is now being um, given warning tags and uh, basically being suppressed. I did finally get the emails that confirmed all that. So um, that might explain why uh, the numbers uh, severely changed overnight. I mean, things were really, really climbing. I mean, really climbing in a huge way. Numbers were just going way up of, of listens and downloads. It was like, wow, this is really changing. And then literally from one day to the next, it just disappeared. And I'm like, well, that's really strange. That normally doesn't happen. And and what's weird, it was uh, during a couple episodes, I'm like, man, I didn't even say anything that offensive to anybody. I mean, I have much more offensive things I've said throughout uh, episodes. It couldn't be that. And then all of a sudden, I uh, tried to uh, uh, promote an episode and was told, no, you can't do that. Um, we, we can't allow that sort of thing. And then a long list of emails about every episode's getting a warning label. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. So we're going to see with all that, you know, you just you dis- put in a dispute, you try to figure it out. We'll see what happens. But it is very interesting that to me, I mean, I'm no threat to anyone. I mean, it's not exactly like I have a huge platform. So just goes to show you how terrified they are of anyone who makes sense. I mean, that's just the whole point. Anyone who makes sense and makes good points, they're terrified of them. It doesn't matter if you have... 50 listeners or 5 million. They're terrified of anyone's voice getting out there. But uh, anyway, we can defeat the algorithm with uh, likes, uh, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all those things. It can help. Uh, And I do appreciate everybody that is listening. I know people are still listening out there, no matter what the uh, algorithms try to make it look like some days. So, and have since then, I should say. But that's okay. But yeah, just make sure that you uh, click on all those things so you do know when a new episode comes out. Like I said, I did take off Sunday. It was a holiday weekend. I thought I would try to enjoy that and kind of get away from it for a little bit because, man, it gets depressing. And especially after the last week, I mean, it's just, you know, some things are just really dark. And uh, it's good to walk away from it and say, you know, I can't be immersed in it 24 hours a day every day. So that's what I'm trying to do. Anyway, I'm going to get started today. So what the hell actually happened? What went on with the Uvalde police? Uh, what is going on? So uh, at first, you know, they said, well, you know, they just they did the best they could. And here's even Greg Abbott, uh, uh, you know, governor of Texas, talking about uh, what heroes they were. Worse. 
is because law enforcement officials did what they do. They showed amazing courage by running toward gunfire for the singular purpose of trying to save lives. Well, yeah, that's not actually what happened. Now, there is one story out, and I want to get uh, names on all this. I'm sure that uh, his name will be out there a little bit more and everything will be confirmed. There was one uh, officer who was an off-duty Border Patrol, uh, the way I understand it, who was getting a haircut. His wife called him and said, hey, there's an active shooter going on at our kid's school, our daughter's school. Uh, he got up, uh, borrowed the I kid you not, the barber's shotgun didn't even have his, uh, you know, service weapon, literally borrowed a shotgun from the uh, barber and he headed to the school and ended up uh, rescuing his daughter and many other kids uh, help evacuate a bunch of people. So uh, that's yeah, that's crazy. That's that's really nuts. Um, and that's what we need. That's what we truly need. That's that's the stories that we needed to hear. You know how many fewer kids would have died if you had more men, and I'm going to say it, more men like this who knew that that is their role. And I, you know, it's going to piss a lot of people off to say that, but that is your role. You know, it's your role to protect your family, your loved ones. That is who you are. That's why since the beginning of time, we've sent men to uh, fight wars and, you know, to defend and protect. That's that's why, you know, it is <clears throat> supposed to be inbred in our DNA. And for the most part, I would say it is, you know, but it seems to be uh, getting filtered out more and more and more. And that's, that's terrible. And this is a situation where we don't know exactly what the hell went wrong. Now, there uh, a lot of people are blaming the um, police chief in Uvalde uh, for basically saying, no, I believe this is a, um, <clears throat> a, what was it, a hostage situation, a barricaded suspect. And so you had 19, was the last count, 19 armed police officers waiting in a hallway, uh, waiting for backup, waiting for things to get in place instead of breaching the door and putting an end to this. And uh, there's so many things that uh, are going to come out, and it's it's really hard. It's really terrible to uh, you know have to listen to all this because, of course, the first knee-jerk reaction we got from all the uh, all the people just – it was just horrendous. Here is the uh, the uh, some of the media. If you have forgotten, uh, some of the media on the left just talking about how it's all Republicans' faults. The truth is not by a policy defect, but by design. By design of the Republican Party in this country, every kid in every classroom is exposed and vulnerable to a shooting. It absolutely is partisan because. There's one party that's refusing to pass gun laws. The fact that we leave kids to go through the rituals you were talking about, vulnerable to this uh, to this kind of slaughter, is a political decision. Please stop thinking that there is some body count, some level of brutality and carnage that will move them. These Republicans and their two pet Democrats, that the rivers of blood will one day run deep enough. Oh, these people are just disgusting. That's who they are. They're just disgusting, miserable people. Uh, if they have two brain cells to rub together, they know what they're saying is absolutely stupid. What makes uh, people vulnerable in places like schools and churches? Why? Why is it? I want to ask you something. 
And I want to uh, check this out. Uh, maybe we could do some research and get some numbers on this. How many mass shootings are there in places that are not explicitly known as gun-free zones? What are gun-free zones? Places that uh, you know post signs and, and make it illegal to carry any type of weapon, whether you have a concealed carry or not. These places would be and let's list them a lot of times, uh, public shopping areas. Hmm, sort of like, I don't know, grocery stores. Now, many people still carry, but there are signs on most grocery stores and malls and that sort of thing that say, well, this is a gun-free zone. You can't bring your gun in. Okay, so what does that say to somebody who wants to kill a whole bunch of people? It says, <laughs> I'm not going to meet a lot of resistance. What are other famous gun-free zones? Uh, churches? Uh, that seems weird. Have we had shootings in churches? Huh? Seems like it. Huh? It's weird. Um, what are some others? Oh, schools. Schools are a big gun-free zone. So do people think there's going to be a whole lot of weaponry that they have to contend with, that they're going to get shot? Where don't you see a lot of mass shootings take place? Well, you don't see a lot of people going into their local police station and trying to shoot a whole bunch of people. I wonder why that is. You think it may be, I don't know, let's go, let's be a little crazy today. You think it's because they know there's a whole lot of armed uh, people there who will um, kill them. Might have something to do with it. It is really strange. Um, take a place like Chicago, where the whole city is essentially a gun-free zone. Are there shootings in Chicago? Have you heard of any kind of crazy crime going on in Chicago? A lot of people getting killed? I don't know. It seems odd. Oh, no. There's just every every day, uh, you know, and it's just banking up to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds a year of dead bodies stacking up. And the amount shot are in the thousands upon thousands every year. This is the problem. And obviously, if these people knew this, uh, they would be honest about it. But they're not about actually saving anyone. It's not about actually trying to protect anyone. They just want the populace disarmed. And that is for very nefarious reasons. A disarmed populace is a vulnerable populace and is very, very much less resistance, we'll put it. It is very easy to then dominate them and implement whatever you want. And what are they going to do about it? What are they going to say about it? Nothing. That's what you're going to get. You're, what are you going to do? I mean, you can go out and protest, but I mean, they're the people with all the guns. And I get so tired, so sick and tired of hearing the stupid, stupid left. That just goes, what are you going to do? You're going to get a tank? No. Why do I need a tank? Why would I need a tank? Got a good question for you. Did the, did the Taliban, did they need tanks? Did they need nukes? Why don't you ask some people who went and fought in places like Afghanistan and Iraq when they're fighting these guerrilla forces? Did, did, did they out uh, have, did the U.S. have more firepower? Yeah, you think you would think under their logic that this should have lasted what? Those wars should have lasted what? Five, ten minutes, right? Five, ten minutes, it would have been over. And then, you know, you just go in and do whatever you want. Nobody would have bothered you. What are they going to do? They don't have tanks. They don't have fighter jets. They don't have nukes. What are they going to do? Well, they kept it going for 20 years. And last I checked, is the. Who's running Afghanistan? Who's. Who's. Oh, the Taliban, huh? Oh, wait a second. Didn't another superpower go into Afghanistan before we did and spent well, about 20 years and then get beat and have to leave? Yeah, I believe it's called Russia. Huh. It's weird because, you know, it seems like 
that there's a point. And yes, the point is, if even a third of the American population said this is over, we're not doing this anymore, there's going to be a change, and they are armed, there is absolutely, and I want to reiterate this, absolutely nothing other than nuking the entire country and reducing it to a barren nuclear wasteland that the government or anyone else can do about it, period, nothing. You're not going to stop it. You don't have enough military to stop it because what are you going to do? You're going to get the military to then gun down a hundred plus million people. Really? Not going to happen. This is the point. This is the point. Only dictators, only crazed dictators and people who are just insane uh, authoritarians worry about this. People who are legitimately uh, you know, elected and, and working within a legitimate government, they don't worry about stuff like, man, what happens if uh, you know, the entirety of the population turns against us? What do we do? They can take us out. We need to make sure they're unarmed. That doesn't happen in regular normal circumstances in a system like ours it hasn't been a worry for you know hundreds of years now so you have to ask yourself why suddenly now why suddenly now was this the first time we've had a shooting no it's not is this the first time we've ever confronted any type of uh you know evil person doing evil things no it's not uh, but what is happening is a government who is increasingly increasingly in, uh, just at astronomical uh, numbers losing popularity and support by the populace. They are. They're hated. And, and that's not exaggerating. Literally, this administration and the people that work within it are hated by the people. They know they're going to lose. They know of things being legitimate. Their asses are gone very soon out of office to never have power again for a very long time. So this is the kind of stuff you get, you know, capitalize on a crisis, capitalize on people's, uh, you know, outrage over an evil person doing an evil acting evil. We have to realize there are evil people in the world and people who do evil things. We've known this. This isn't a aberration. This isn't something new. We've known this for a very long time. We've seen it over and over and over again. The face of pure evil is a face in a mirror. It is a human face. That is the face of evil. We are capable of immense evil, and we are also capable of amazing virtue. It's just a matter of finding the right balance. So anyway, it goes on and on and on. And so we, we have all these. And I do not have this. Um, so crazy. Here's the, the media lying about uh, how uh, background checks. That's what the Republicans won't sign on to is background checks. So, you know, there were a few things that they pushed hard for in the aftermath of Sandy Hook. And one of the primary things was universal background checks. That is always the policy that comes up first. And that's in part because Americans overwhelmingly support it. The polls consistently show that 90% plus of Americans support universal background checks, mm. and that includes a majority of gun owners. That okay, so they push this uh, talking point all the time, and that's why I'm here, is to break down what they're actually saying. Saying universal background checks means nothing. 
Do you have to pass a background check, a federal background check to buy any type of firearm? Yes. Yes, you do. The only way, the only way you can buy a gun without passing a background check is to buy it from a person. And if they do the uh, uh, purchase legally in most states, if you buy it from a private citizen to another private citizen, that gun still has to be registered. Especially if it's a handgun, it has to be registered. Failing to do so means you have committed a crime. Now, there are some places now, again, you don't have to get a background check uh, to give it to, say, as a father, giving it to my child, giving a hunting rifle or a gun to my child. No, there's no background check there. Uh, but there's very, very limited circumstances where background checks are not required. Now, you can say that our background check, check system is faulty. It's not great. There, there may be improvements you can make with this. Uh, adding some mental health aspects to it would probably be a good uh, step to do so. Uh, you know, if someone has been, let's just say, detained and, and given a psyche vow and, and because he is threatened to commit a mass shooting, say, I mean, I wouldn't know who that would have been except for, I don't know, the guy who just shot 19 people. Uh, but it just, you know, for instance, not like that would ever happen. But say, for instance, somebody made threats like this and then was arrested and given a psyche vow. Uh, maybe that goes on in the system and they go, well, you know what? We're going to check back. Not right now. Let's uh, let's do a little bit more checking before you can legally purchase firearms. Uh, this would be something that most people would support. I, I figure most um even most gun enthusiasts would uh, support something like this. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is on the background check system. But saying we don't have universal background checks is absolutely ridiculous. They're talking about, you know, I have to go and file paperwork and, and get a background check uh, all worked out to give a gun to my son or my daughter or whatever. And that's, you know, that's just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I don't, you know, but yes, you can't just go online. You know, they talk about this all the time. Well, you just went online and bought a gun. That's not how it works. Can we please stop saying these dumb things that aren't true? If you go online and you purchase a gun from any gun manufacturer, you can do so. You go on their website. They give you the price. You can pay it. Now, does that get shipped directly to your home without anything going on? No, it does not. It gets shipped to the local gun dealer. A licensed dealer who then has to have you come in and you have to pass what do we call it a background check before you are allowed to then take the gun now if you do not pass that background check your money will be returned and the gun will be either returned to the manufacturer or the gun dealer will then take it in and say okay i'm going to sell it i'll pay the manufacturer what i pay them and then i will sell it either way it doesn't go home with you so anyway let's go on with this they support universal background checks. Mm. That is a thing that, you know, the Senate won't even take a vote on. Mm -hmm. You know, what so much of this Maybe ultimately comes down to checks. is the influence of the gun lobby. Uh, it is oh, the influence yes. of gun manufacturers oh, yeah. who do have considerable sway over some number of senators, Why? especially in conservative areas. Why? You know, they don't want to be labeled as gun grabbers. Mm. They don't want to be labeled as anti-gun. Okay. That's, oh, that's weird. Um, you know what I'm going to I'm going to say? I'm going to say that probably the biggest reason people don't do that is because, well, um, if you are in 
say an elected position. Uh, the only way to then retain that position is if the people uh, will vote for you again. So um, do the gun lobby people, do they get a whole lot of extra votes? Oh, no, they don't. Okay. So they only count for how many ever lobbyists there are. Their their votes would count for that. So we could say that the the people of that area or that state or that whatever uh, would then have more votes, say, than the gun lobby. Okay. So if you were wanting to retain your position and the position of the people were that they didn't want you to try to take their guns, then that would be the position you would have to probably hold unless you didn't want to, you know, remain in that job. And, and conversely, if the people in that area wanted some sort of background check system that was more involved than what you have then, and you were against that, then the people probably would not vote for you and vote for somebody who supported that. None of that involves the gun lobby, which is weird. It's always strange how these people phrase things. They act like, well, yeah, I mean, the voters, you're always left out of it. You notice how it is? Well, it's the gun lobbies. They go in and these Congress people who are answerable to no one ever. No one ever makes them account for anything, apparently. They are just, uh, you know, royalty that make decrees. And so these evil gun lobbies go in and force them with millions of dollars to make these decisions. It's so ridiculous. If the people didn't agree with them, then they wouldn't keep electing them. That's, you know, but who cares? These people aren't exactly... They're not exactly bright and they're not exactly honest. They are just complete and utter buffoons who just want to say whatever they think will get them some likes, some, you know, eyeballs or whatever, so they can make a paycheck. They don't really care uh, because none of their ideas ever, you know, make enough sense. So it is getting pretty uh, insane. Uh, here's uh, Biden talking about uh, our system of government. Apparently, he doesn't know what we're doing either. I just have to throw this in because we were talking about how the uh, system works. And we reaffirm freedom is worth the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Democracy is not perfect. It's never been good. Perfect. <laughs> but it's worth fighting for. <laughs> Okay, yeah, and that's what people are fighting for. Or they're fighting for freedom because freedom is good. Uh, democracies are never good, and that's why we don't have one. So the framers, the people, the founding fathers, uh, they kind of knew that a pure democracy, or also known as mob rule, uh, is not a good thing. So they set up a system that's a little different. You know, it's hard to figure out. You know, you would really have to, say, spend uh, maybe years uh, within the the united states system of government to understand how it works you know you couldn't expect somebody who just showed up you know what i mean like joe biden who's never really been in office or anything to know how the system works you know you'd really want somebody that's been around for a while say maybe my entire lifetime plus 10 years um you know that has worked within the system understand that we don't have a democracy but you know joe biden how would he know no idea anyway uh yes i'm being a smart ass man has been in within the halls of government uh for longer than i've been alive so does he know what system we have of course he does of course he does anyway um they do have uh, many great ideas on how they're going to figure out all this uh 
all these uh, school shootings, all these mass shootings. Uh, of course, it's all uh, due to the gun. It has nothing to do with the people wielding the gun. I mean, the guns run into stores all the time and, and just shoot people at random. And it is it is bad. And we do need to get a handle on that. Um, maybe if we had sort some sort of, you know, gun buyback or something so we could get all these guns. And, of course, that's what most on the left are pushing. They want complete gun confiscation and the you know, of course, the populace to be disarmed. Now, does that work? Well, no, but uh, it does work if, uh, you know, because they always say, well, I don't want to hear stories that a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun. And, of course, that was one of the stories that came out of Uvalde that turned out to be not true. They said, well, a resource officer at the school engaged the gunman and it didn't work. Well, that turned out to be a lie. Uh, there was no resource officer there didn't engage uh they also said the teacher left the door propped open she didn't she tried to close the door it just didn't lock they need to figure that out uh police ran towards the uh, sound of gunfire and went in and heroically saved people they stood in the hallway and uh then they tased parents who wanted to get in but here is a story that you'll find interesting and it comes from my home state original home state of west virginia charleston west virginia uh very interesting story this is why you don't want to give up your second amendment right one of many there are many reasons you don't want to but here's one of them uh in the capital city of charleston uh a woman fatally shoots a man who began firing an ar style rifle into a crowd of people that had gathered for a party so uh this guy dennis butler was uh killed uh, this past Wednesday night, and he pulled out a rifle and began to shoot at dozens of people attending a birthday graduation party outside an apartment complex in Charleston, West Virginia. And so this guy was in the midst of trying to uh, do a mass shooting for whatever reason. We don't know what the reason is. Uh, guess what he didn't get to accomplish? He didn't become a mass shooter. He became a corpse. Uh, and why? Because a woman who had her concealed carry permit proceeded to retrieve her her firearm and she put an end to it and that is why and there's i mean there are so many of these stories just so so many of these stories uh in fact uh going through the statistics and these are uh, you can find these uh, there's several places that keep statistics on this that uh, basically people use uh firearms for self-defense almost a million incidents every year so if you take firearms away now you're talking about a million almost a million incidents every year where people will be left defenseless and not able to defend them their their bodies their their lives you'll have many many more women raped you'll have many more people robbed and killed i mean there are so many things that will go badly wrong that are stopped because we are you know we have the right now i don't want this to be misconstrued that the reason that we have the second amendment has anything to do with self-defense it does but not in the way that we're talking about uh it has nothing to do with hunting which if i have to hear uh biden tell another story about a stupid fucking deer with a kevlar vest again i will scream and tear out all my hair and i do have a lot of hair um it has to do with protecting ourselves from a tyrannical government and a government who would intrude on our rights and we should have the right to defend ourselves and fight back. That is the reason it is there. And of course, uh, again this week, he made the stupid, 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 stupid statement that 
it's not like the Second Amendment is absolute. I don't know if if there is a if there is an amendment that is absolute. I don't know what more absolute you can get than shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. It's pretty simple. It just says uh, the government can't do shit. Stay the hell away. So I think it's pretty safe. I mean, it's pretty safe. Pretty safe to say that's about as absolute as it gets. He did make one other comment this week, and I, it's really bugging me that I don't have this. I thought for sure that I had this uh, clip. Uh, it was terrible, terrible audio because he's standing outside, I guess, by Marine One or whatever, uh, giving this stupid-ass story that I guarantee you never happened. Um, and it really bugs me that I don't have the audio. But basically, he uh, the story is he says he was at a talking to a doctor from the largest trauma hospital in New York. That's his story. And uh, he doesn't give the name of the doctor, obviously. He doesn't give the name of the hospital he's speaking of, basically because they'll be like, well, this is the largest one. Well, it wasn't that one. It was the, the south one. You know, whatever. It's just him lying as usual. So he said he asked the doctor why, why more people died uh, of gunshot wounds now than they used to, which I'm not sure that's true in any way. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know where he would get such information. But anyway, uh, that was his story. He said, yes, uh, so why are more people dying? And he said, the doctor said, well, a 22 will just, you know, get lodged in your lung and we can remove it. But a nine millimeter will blow the lung out of the body. And that's why we got to get rid of the weapons of war. Now, I, I thought it was AR-15s they wanted to get rid of or AR-style rifles, which, by the way, stands for Armalite rifle, not assault rifle. Or weapon of war. Nowhere in the description. Sporting rifle. Yes, it is. In fact, these guns are considered, uh, if you're talking about 5.56 or 2.23, are considered not even powerful enough to uh, legally go deer hunting in many states. So that tells you how incredibly powerful they are. But none of those take a 9mm round. 9mm round just happens to be the most popular self-defense round in the country because 9mm uh, handguns are the most popular uh, size and uh, most purchased uh, firearm uh, handgun in the country. But this whole statement of 9mm rounds just blow lungs out of people? I mean... <laughs> I mean, if that were true, uh, I mean, it'd be hard to drive around in Chicago for all the lungs that would be laying everywhere. I mean, it may be a great day for people who, you know, need transplants. I mean, you just go pick one up off the street because it's just blowing the lungs out of people. Uh, it's just stupid statements like that. So why would he say that? Well, it's because he is on board. He wants to start at handguns, not AR style rifles. He wants to take all guns. So where do you start? You start with handguns. That's the easiest way to start uh, taking away all ways people have of defending themselves. And the most popular, 9mm. So, of course, you want to start taking that away. Any way to start eroding your rights and hopefully setting yourself up like Mr. Trudeau to the north has set himself up. Everything is falling in line for him to become a true dictator. And people will say, you're crazy, you're crazy. No, I truly believe that Justin Trudeau is setting himself up as dictator and leader for life of Canada. And you may say, well, that's crazy rhetoric. Follow his, follow his uh, span. He was not popular at all. 
He found a way through the rules and everything else for his party to keep him in power, made a side agreement to keep him in power for many, many more years, shuts down free speech, also makes dictates to enforce certain speech and outlaw free speech, outlaw the freedom to assemble, outlaw the freedom to even make your own living without the uh, stamp approval of the government. All these things he's done. And now, of course, what's the next step? Well, you have to disarm him. I mean, how are you going to be able to have complete and total control if you don't disarm them? We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. Oh. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, uh -huh. sell, sell transfer, transfer, or import, or import. handguns anywhere in Canada. in Canada. Can I make them? In other words... No. We're capping the market for handguns. <laughs> Yay! Look at all the look at all the masked minions back there. Yeah, he's behind him is a just a plethora of masked toadies, nodding and cheering. You know, obviously people from his uh, fascist uh, party that he has there, the uh, Fascist Party of Canada, whatever they call themselves. I don't care what they call themselves. Sick of giving them names. Sick of acknowledging that they're important enough to care. Because I don't. These are horrible, evil people. And so I don't care what their names are. If they were, you know, decent human beings, I would care. But that's where I'm at. That's where I've gotten to this point. Don't care to know your name. Don't care to know the name of your party, whatever you decide it is this week. You are fascists and evil. And so, therefore, I don't care. If you decide to change, then we'll talk. But until then, I, I just I don't want to waste what little time I have on Earth with uh, people who are just terrible. So stupid. Yay! We're gonna be at the whim of the criminals now. Good. Turdo. Good. As a further part of this new legislation, okay, let's we're also go further. fighting gun smuggling and trafficking yeah, by increasing okay. maximum criminal penalties uh -huh. and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate uh -huh. firearm crimes. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines uh -oh. so mm. they can never hold more than five rounds. Oh, okay. Well, that'll, that saves a ton of lives right there ton of lives i saw an article today because this is a real statistic from the united states not canada that uh, more people die every year from hammers than rifles uh saw an article i don't know if it was the uh, washington post or the atlantic one of those rags that are much more suited for toilet paper than anything uh journalistic uh, but they were saying, oh, it's obviously false narrative. And basically it says that, no, uh, you know, guns kill more people than anything else or whatever. That's not the statistic someone stated. The statistics that someone stated was that long guns or rifles of any type kill less people than hammers. So what are you going to do? Outlaw hammers and don't give them any ideas because, you know, look at the UK and Australia and because they got rid of all guns and so their crimes didn't go away. People just started using other implements to kill each other. Now you have to register your chef's knives and your kitchen knives because people are using them to kill people. I'm sure they will be outlawed very soon. What's another way people can kill people if they're in a, say, a large group? Say in a school or a church or nightclub or 
you know, public transportation where you wanted to kill a whole bunch of people, but maybe it was harder to get your hands on a gun. I believe we've seen this around the world. They use explosives. Huh. Can you make explosives with stuff you can find in your home? Oh, yeah. We're going to outlaw all that. Because that's the trek you're on. There's no way that you can ever keep everyone safe. There is ways to make things more safe. And we've talked about many of them. I've got to take a quick break. I will be right back. Rated the worst. Losing the most bags. Shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly. But attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left? To distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All right, and we are back. There is one guy in Canada. I guess he's a rancher, uh, lives uh, out in a more rural area. Uh, he had a message for Trudeau that was uh, pretty interesting. Wow. Good morning, Justin. I sure hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you're hiding your cowardly ass. <laughs> you know, I wanted to take a minute to discuss your good friend Klaus Schwab, the WEF, your intentions for this great reset, and how you're continually pushing things through. You don't give a about us folks, Justin. You've got your own agenda. You're running around at Klaus's feet like a little dog waiting for an attaboy cookie. You're screwing Canada and everybody that lives here while you're doing it. So guess what, boys? I see a great reset coming. I see millions of people across this world getting really pissed off with the likes of you. <laughs> and we're going to stand up and tell you all to go yourself. <laughs> yeah. People, we have the power. Mm -hmm. These boys can mandate all they want, tell us to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. We can tell them to it off, too. <laughs> and it's about time that we all started doing that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to push on anybody's fence. I don't want to bother anybody. I want to live out my life looking after all these crippled horses. But I'm sick and tired of standing back watching this happen. So let's get together, people. Let's all stand up. I don't give a who you support or what ethnic group you're from. Let's stand up together as people of this world and say we've had enough of being told what to do by the few. Mm -hmm. I love each and every one of you, and I hope that mm -hmm. your life is full of adventure, love, and happiness. But we got to set things aside for a few minutes and straighten these 
comes out. <laughs> then we can get on with our lives. Yes. Yes. God bless each and every one of you. <sighs> right. That was nice. That's nice. And I, I talk about those things all the time that and I was talking about it earlier. If enough people decide to say, hey, um, we're not doing this. This is not going to happen. We're standing up and saying, no, that is the prerogative we have here. And yes, that that also works around the world, too. Um that's what the elites and people like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, that's what they're terrified of. That's why they push for things like gun confiscation and, and all these regulations. Speaking of which, another one that is truly terrifying is something the Biden administration, um, I guess probably, you notice they're not pushing this. They're not out on a big, uh, not on a big tour pushing uh, this Revelation. They're not pushing this new policy, but uh, the Biden administration is poised to hand over the U.S. This is a, uh, a um, article hand over U.S. health sovereignty to the WHO. Well, we got rid of the WHO, didn't we? Under Trump, they just kicked them out and said, listen, we're not we're not dealing with you anymore. You're you're, you know, uh, beholden to China and uh, we're not going to be dealing with all this. You did nothing, uh, you know, ineffectual when it comes to covid and everything else. We don't want anything to do with you. Well, uh, Biden and his usual uh, incompetent uh, dementia ridden ass uh, decided, well, um, we should really have a much closer relationship with the WHO. How close might you say? Well, there is a treaty in the works, according to this article, that basically would give you give the WHO ultimate power over declaring emergencies and emergency health uh, edicts and policies for the United States. That overrides, basically it says it overrides all state and federal government. What the hell are you talking about? This is the kind of stuff that is truly terrifying. This has been proposed a long time ago as a conspiracy theory. And I, I'll put that out there. This was sort of a conspiracy theory for a long time. And it was put forth about like the uh, FEMA and, uh, you know, the um, CDC. The CDC could then, you know, propose, uh, you know, a health emergency, declare a state of emergency, and then FEMA would then take over, and whoever ran FEMA would essentially be the most powerful person in the United States. They could, you know, then declare martial law, this kind of thing, and it was a, it was a crazy conspiracy, and everybody laughed about it and said, man, these people are crazy. This is Alex Jones type stuff. This is crazy out there stuff. This explicitly says that. Um, this is one of the most scary things I've ever heard that uh, we would be giving over our uh, sovereignty uh, to a, a guy who, which is very strange, the guy who hunt, uh, runs the uh, WHO, Tedros, um, he's not a doctor, by the way. I don't know if that matters. The World Health Organization, the guy who runs it's not a doctor. That seems a little strange. But hey, don't worry. He doesn't have a nefarious past or anything. No, he was just, uh, well, he was kind of buddies with uh, a genocidal dictator. But, you know, it's no big deal. He just, uh, you know, went along with declaring certain groups of people had certain diseases and had to be quarantined or segregated and and other groups didn't um you know you, really you know it's 
it's not like it was like the level of like you know nazi or anything oh wait a second yeah it's exactly what they did oh uh but don't worry tedros is a good guy and and we should definitely um hand over our uh sovereignty as a nation to be uh basically dictated by uh Tedros, because I mean he's a genocidal dictator accomplice, and of course he has the best, uh, the best in mind. You know the best ideas. He really does, and of course I mean we all elected him, right? I mean of course we put him in charge. This is the kind of shit that's going on that just blows my mind. I don't understand how we get here, uh, and then I realize that of course this is how we get here. We have a dementia-ridden uh, circus monkey in the White House who. I mean, he has no thoughts or anything of his own anymore. And uh, I guess it's causing a real problem. Uh, apparently, the White House staff is running into issues. Uh, shouldn't be a problem. Uh, apparently, uh, he is a raving racist. I mean, according to the reports, it just came out that uh, apparently in the uh, year and a half that uh, he has been in the White House, uh, now 21 Black employees are all fleeing employment at the White House. Huh. How many employees do they have there? I didn't think it was that many. And that many are black Americans. And they're all uh, somehow uh, pissed off. Isn't that strange? They're not saying 21 employees together mix of this person. No. 21 black employees at the White House. All leaving. Says it's a hostile work environment. They don't want to work there anymore. By the way these jobs work, um, let's just say that's uh, a lot of job security that you're walking away from. Things have to be pretty damn bad. Uh, even saying that even Ron Klain, the secret president, he may be leaving. Uh, apparently, Biden's very pissed off with his inner circle as well because they keep walking back uh, his uh, comments when he tries to declare war on random countries and uh, randomly threaten uh, nuclear war and stuff like that. They keep walking it back. Sort of pisses him off. He wants to get those things done. Um, he wants to get a good uh, World War III nuclear exchange going, and they're not, you know, really going along with it. And that's pissing him off, too. So uh, the secret president, Ron Klain, uh, looks like he possibly will be leaving as well. And uh, yeah, um, and 21 black employees. Uh, but come on, really? Uh, who would not uh, follow this guy? I mean, he's so with it. Here is uh, just uh, some of uh, the wonderful things that he has said. Um, just this week. It's just, boy, he's just so with it. If you think about it, if I think what about was it? the reason why we led the world beginning around 1905, 6, and 7, and 8? Yeah, why was it that we led the world back in 1905, 6, 7, and 8? You know, when Joe Biden first uh, was in government, you know, in 1905, 6, 7, 8. I. I have no idea what he's talking about. He has no idea what he's talking about. He just says random crazy shit. Uh, he has for a long time. He just makes crazy comments. Um, uh, just some of them this week. Let's see what we have here. Just, uh, oh, nobody made money in China. Oh, okay. Here he is pushing his new uh, idea to uh, help inflation. See if you follow this. Address inflation starts with a simple proposition. Respect the Fed. Respect the Fed's independence. <laughs> Get out of here. Which I have done and will continue to do. My job as president is not to uh, nominate highly, not only nominate highly, highly qualified individuals for that institution, <laughs> but to give them the space they need to do their job. 
I'm not going to interfere with their critically important work. The Fed has dual responsibilities. One, full employment. Two, stable prices. Chair Powell and other leaders of the Fed have noted at this moment they have a laser focus on addressing inflation, just like I am. And with a larger yes, complement of board tell. members now confirmed, I know we'll use those tools and monetary policy to address the rising uh, prices for the American people. Well, oh, way. yeah. For the American people, we're going to address those uh, rising prices. Well, how is he going to do that? Don't worry. Uh, they've got lots of great ideas. Um, uh, here we go. The resources to collect taxes. They want to add more money to collect more taxes that Americans already owe. We should level the international taxation playing field so companies no longer have an incentive to shift jobs and profits overseas. Well, that has nothing to do with us. You want to then dictate um, what the tax rate is around the world? I'm not sure that's your job. How about just uh, making the taxes uh, more decent here so more companies will come here? That's your job, not telling the world what they do. Uh, and we should end the outrageous unfairness in tax code that allows billionaires to pay lower rates than teachers or firefighters. Um, they don't pay um, less money, though, just to let you know, because, you know, maybe the percentage is different when you are you know, gambling your money on either a total loss or a win, uh, you do get breaks, you get tax breaks. But uh, billionaires, um, what was it last year? Yeah, 2021, um, Elon Musk paid uh, more in taxes than he's going to pay to own uh, the Twitters. So that just gives you an idea. Yeah, it was over $40 billion that he paid in taxes last year. So, I mean, no big deal, right? I mean, pfft. It's no big deal. They don't pay any in taxes anyway. Uh, Going to work on the budget. The budget. Uh, it says uh, the CBO projects that the federal budget uh, deficit will sink uh, to one trillion in twenty two. Oh, that's good. Was well, two point eight trillion because uh, they printed a whole shit ton of money to pay for COVID that nobody could do. But it's only going to be a trillion now. Now, mind you, um, this is the highest it's been since uh, you know the uh, eco economic collapse uh, in two thousand nine. Then now it's going back up higher. Now it's claiming that as a win. It's like saying, well, last year only I spent a million dollars, but this year I'm only going to spend five hundred thousand that I don't have instead of a million, so I'm doing better. Uh, proportionally, um, maybe you could say you're doing better, but you're still spending five hundred thousand dollars you don't have. Uh, and basically that's what they're saying. They're like, yeah, I mean, the most money we've ever spent in the history of the world, uh, we're going to not spend as much as that. I mean, we're still going to spend way, way more and our deficit is going to be way higher than it ever has been, but, uh, we're spending less than we did during a crazy pandemic. I mean, it's just so ludicrous and so dishonest. So <sighs> it's terrible. It's terrible. These people are just bad. Uh, so his idea is to uh, tax the rich because that's not gonna that's not gonna bother inflation. I mean, prices will just go up. That's not inflation. Well, it sort of is inflation. Don't worry though. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, but the biggest push right now, they're going to try to cover up inflation. They're going to try to cover up everything with the gun thing right now. Uh, and their new thing is they know they can't go after the ar they can't go after these things that's not going to be uh, help them when it comes to the fall uh midterms where they're going to get their asses kicked they know they're going to get their asses kicked so they're trying to make it less of an ass kicking than more and so their new uh word for this and this is how you know they just this is how you know these people are just completely robots 
Um, you know, you'll have conservatives have a talking point uh, or whatever, but everybody says something a little different or they'll word it a different way. Or in a lot of cases, especially on the right, you'll have, you know, some people talking about one thing, other people talking about something else. It's never usually just such a unified statement. Uh, what's different when it comes to the left and the Dems, they literally just go to focus groups and whatever the focus group tells them to say, they all say the exact same phrase over and over. And this is what you're going to hear for the next uh, four or five months. Uh, weapons of war. Haters and their weapons of war. Assault style weapons that are weapons of war. And, and purchase these weapons of war. To get these weapons of war. Finally ridding our streets of weapons of war. What we should be doing is taking these weapons of war out of the hands of civilians. Because they see what these weapons of war do on the street. An assault weapon is a weapon of war with no place, no place in a civil society. So I just want to know, uh, what is a weapon of war? Can we describe that? Because I guess it depends on when the war is or how the war runs. Now, if you're an idiot, you could take an AR-15 into war. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, though. It's semi-automatic. It's not super high um, high knockdown power, put it that way. Um, hmm. I mean, there's a reason that uh, the military doesn't use semi-automatic AR-15s. They use an M16, and now they've probably uh, moved on to even a better uh, platform. But uh, no, they don't use AR-15s. Now, uh, their whole thing, and this is, shows you how dumb they are, they literally just look at it and say, well, it kind of looks like guns that the military has, so it makes it a weapon of war. Well, that that's stupid. I mean, I can make my car look like a race car. Does that make it a race car? No. It may look cool. It doesn't do the same thing. I mean, you can put a make put makeup on a pig. It's still a pig. I mean, that's just it's just stupid. But that's how shallow and ridiculous these people are. And uh, that's what we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with that. This I'm just giving you an idea of what we're going to deal with for the rest of the year till the midterms. We're going to deal with hearing about weapons of war and how awful people on the right just want everybody dead. Uh, they're kind of getting a little tired. And it's going to be a little hard to push the racism thing as much, especially when uh, apparently Biden's uh, bigoted ass is chasing off every person of color uh, anywhere around the White House. So uh, they may, I mean, they'll always say everybody other than them are racist, even though they're historically the racists, but, and still are racist, but um, it's going to be weapons of war. And then here as the new liar that works for the White House, uh, the new press secretary, chief liar herself, uh, the next thing you're going to hear is about how amazing uh, the economy is. You just mentioned Putin a few times yeah. as a reason for recent inflation. <laughs> Do you guys think that any part of inflation this year is because of President Biden's spending plans? Or is it all Putin's fault? Well, what I can say is we are, and Stature the question. Brian spoke to this, we are at, at a historic place uh -huh. when it comes to the economy. Right. When it comes to uh, unemployment being right. at the You're lowest that we have seen in terrible job. When it comes to the president creating more jobs in his first term, his first year, than any other president's jobs. Okay, I hate that lie. I'm sick of that lie. He didn't create anything. In fact, we didn't even gain back all the jobs we lost. Yes, was it the biggest year for job growth? Um, probably, because the year before, you wouldn't let people go to work. 
So people are allowed to go back to work. You can't claim that's making new jobs. It's just people going back and getting their job. The only real problem is the fact that not even all those were recouped. We don't even have the same amount of jobs that we had in 2019. So, but it's just a lie. Like I said, liar in chief. Now we're going to a place where it's be, we're going into transition, no. where we're going to see an economy that's more stable, no. that's more steady. So okay. that's because of the American Rescue Plan that we <laughs> that the president signed into law that no, no Republican not. signed or no. uh, voted for, I should say. And all of that work that he's done no, the first terrible. year has led us to a place where uh, there are mm-hmm. more jobs out there, more it's jobs going to be more stable created, now. That we more are steady. in a place mm-hmm. where we're seeing economic growth. Nice. Okay, so um, to. Uh, um, you know, kind of give you true speak on that. Uh, what they mean by things are going to be more stable. Uh, what they mean is things are going to get shitty and stay shitty for a while. That's called a recession. Now, does that mean it is stable? Uh, stable as in it's going to be shit and things aren't going to move very well. And that's what they're preparing. They put out a statement. It says, well, you know, when things start, uh, you know, leveling off and things aren't growing, uh, that just means we're stable. Uh, No, that means things are not going well. Uh, And they know this. Uh, That's their spin on it is the fact that, well, just because it's shitty, that means it's stable. So don't worry. That means we're doing a good job. Doesn't matter if, you know, you're going broke. Uh, as uh, the White House liar uh, then says that, you know, Biden understands. He's just really understanding that you're going broke. Not that he cares or is going to do anything about it, but he understands what it's like to go broke. A gallon of gas costs more than people on the federal minimum wage are making in an hour. Wow. What does the White House want these people to do? Just stop driving to work? Look, the president understands what Look. it feels like. Um, he's just does he? Does he? Brian Deese oh. was just here and talked about mm-hmm. how he understands mm-hmm. what it means for mm-hmm. people who are sitting at their kitchen table and see gas prices go up. He understands that feeling. Pause personally. it for a second. Seeing prices uh, of grocery store, of uh, grocery, uh, grocery, grocery store, uh, grocery uh, store. This is yeah. something that mm-hmm. he is uh, inherently uh, aware of, and he is doing everything uh, that he can. I did, what is okay. that? Do you care if somebody knows that it's happening? Does that help anything? I mean, it's just retarded. Well, I mean, the president knows it's bad. I mean, so you can rest assured. I mean, he knows it's not good. Okay. what's it? He's going to do everything he can, but he really understands. Well, what's he going to do? Oh, nothing. Nothing. He's going to make it worse and worse because he wants to starve you to death until you go and mortgage your life or sell your kidney on the black market to get an electric car that will destroy the planet quicker just so he can make buddies of his richer. Oh, well, why didn't you just say that? Then we'd know where we stand. Oh, because, you know, then we'd have to tell the truth and they don't want to tell the truth that it's all a scam. It is the biggest scam that we've ever seen. Biggest scam ever. Green power, windmills, all that, all scams. It's all a way to scam you out of money. You pay for it twice, by the way. If you don't know this, uh, you pay for it twice. We are all subsidizing, which means our tax dollars are going to build all this green power. Then we pay for it a second time by paying way hugely inflated electricity prices to pay for it. And at the end of the day, it does nothing and doesn't work. So we're going to deal with blackouts, paying twice as much after we've already paid for most of it through our tax dollars. While some people like the John Kerry's and the Al Gore's and everybody makes 
a shit ton of money and goes around the world in private jets and pollutes like nobody else can possibly do and talk about how virtuous they are. That's what they should come out and say because that's the actual truth. They're not doing anything except for making a shit ton of money off of your back. That is what they're accomplishing. They are rogues and liars and cheats, and they want to convince you that they are holy, holier than thou while they do it. That's how you know they are truly, truly evil. Speaking of stupidity, we are in stupid land. We have been for a while with the uh, not being able to define what a woman is. Um, Matt Walsh has a new... Um, um, thing coming out about what is a woman. I believe I played the trailer. If I didn't play it for you, here's part of it. What is a woman? Can you tell me that? <laughs> oh, um, you're at the Women's March. You must have Seriously? Please, if, if one Come person on. could tell me what a woman is. You are not here for women. We ask you to leave. What is that? What is that? <laughs> I'm a husband. I'm a father for, I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many <laughs> things to many people. Some women I'm have sure. penises, right? Some men have vaginas. No. I like no. sugar candles. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? That's a great question. <laughs> you're not a scientist. You're not a gender My studies major. No. How do you know that you're a man? I guess because I got a <laughs> Can a man No nonsense right there. I'm a woman? <laughs> I'm not a woman, so I I can't really answer that. Women only know what women are. No. Are you a uh, cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? <laughs> you want to tell us what a woman is? Walks away. <laughs> so great. I'm a biological woman that medically okay. transitioned to appear like a male. Huh. I will never be a man. And so they go on the internet well, and they're for told that all them. their problems will be solved if they huh. become a man. So you worry that there there could be a sort of social contagion element of this? A teeny tiny bit, maybe. Mm. It got me at 42. Your child doesn't have a chance. Mm. You're affirming it with hormones mm -hmm. that have never been used in this way. Puberty blockers, mm. which are completely reversible. Completely reversible. Mm. One of the drugs used is Lupron, right? Which mm -hmm. has actually been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. You know what? I'm not sure that we should continue with this interview. Oh, talk about the pause it for a second. Kids or... How can they be removing the healthy breasts of 15-year-old girls? Oh, They're right. a masculine girl. Right. They're a feminine boys. Right. What are we going to do about that? Carve them up? How can this whole thing be happening, uh -huh. Matt? I wanted us to have a safe place mm. to be able to talk about this. Part of me wants to ask why you care so much. I, I care about the truth. I care about children. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. Is it transphobic to tell the truth? The interview's over. Let's turn off the cameras. Excuse me. I'm just wanted to know what is a woman. And you're not going to find out. Based on what I'm saying, would you ever want to move to America? Wow. <laughs> they say no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so the last part there, he went to a African tribe and was showing them the insanity of people going, I don't know what a woman is. Woman's anything. Woman has a penis or whatever. I mean, woman's whatever. Nobody knows except for a woman will know if she's a woman. And that could be a man who's a woman. And it's just stupid. And it's like, yeah, you want to move to America now? And they're like, not a chance. I'll stay out here living in my uh, hut and uh, chasing feral pigs around with a stick. I'll be fine. I don't want to deal with that stupidity. And that's where we are. And until we start reversing some of this and of course they're going after people uh see recently now the atlantic the wonderful atlantic 
such a highbrow um, publication who loves pedophiles and uh, any kind of uh, kink that they can get, especially if it involves children. They're very supportive of that. They love pedophiles a lot. They're very into that. Um, they're going after uh, Bill Maher now and said he's not a liberal anymore because he believes a man is a man and a woman is a woman and you can dress up however you want and people shouldn't uh, say bully you because you decide to wear a dress do whatever you want but don't force me to call you uh, that you've suddenly miraculously changed uh, nature because you didn't um, and so yeah they're going after him now but uh, one of the most famous ones we've dealt with for a while has been Leah Thomas the swimmer uh, uh, also, um, you know, who is a man who uh, puts on a bathing suit and swims as a woman. And I say that because, yeah, he hasn't exactly done anything to change his physiology. OK, uh, I mean, look at a picture and we're about to hear an interview with him and he's a guy and he has found a scam and he's running the scam. And I don't care what people say. Oh, it hurts his feelings. Well, then don't do it. Sorry the truth hurts your feelings, but don't do it, and I won't call it a scam. And how do I know it's a scam? Well, he admits to it. He admits to it right here. Here he is, uh, and I call him he because he still has uh, all of his uh, male uh, parts, all of them. And, uh, yeah, uh, they ask him, uh, why did you decide to transition? He has a great answer. Some who look at the data and suggest that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. What do you say to that? There's a lot of factors that go into right. a race. and Okay, so just from that, uh, without looking at him and seeing his Adam's apple stick out and the bulge in his, uh, you know, swim uh, uh, bathing suit uh, to know that it's a man, uh, you can listen. There's no transition going on there. He's like, yeah, um, there's a lot of factors, and just because I'm a woman doesn't mean... What? What do you... Do I look like an asshole? Am I wearing I'm an asshole t-shirt? Stop lying to me. How, That's true. how well you do. Mm. And the biggest mm. change for better. me is that I'm happy. Oh, and happy. sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing <laughs> with the men, I was miserable. Oh, no. Okay, so this is how you know it's a scam. Now listen to what he just said. When he was a sophomore and was swimming with the men and had his best times uh, and uh, you know the races, he wasn't happy. You know why he wasn't happy? Because he was losing. Because he was losing. He didn't have a shot at being a, a, a champion or the fastest swimmer. He wasn't there. Happens to uh, a lot of people. Happens to a lot of men. Uh, they go into their sports. They go into sports. And uh, they move on to the next level. They may be the biggest, baddest thing in their small pond. you know, And they move up into the bigger pond. And all of a sudden, they're not the best anymore. And they move up into the next one. And now, all of a sudden, they're kind of down at the bottom end of that. And that happens to everyone. And, you know, in some way or another. And so that's what happened to him. He uh, was probably a huge high school swim star and he had all the accolades. And he goes to college and finds out, well, wait a second, I'm not the top anymore. There's guys that can outswim me. Suddenly I'm not happy. I got to make a change. And so he did. And well, because so you were losing. <laughs> yeah. Lifted okay. is incredibly relieving and ah. allows me to win, put my all into. Uh -huh. Training into racing. Trans people right. don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic and, and our true selves. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes you a lot happier. I mean, it, it does for a lot of people. I mean, 
if I'm sucking and I'm way down in the pack and all I have to do is say, hey, and I don't really have to change anything because he didn't. Uh, I don't have to chop my junk off. I don't have to do anything like that. I just show up one day and say, hey, I'm a girl. I'm going to race with the girls. And suddenly I'm the top of the heap and winning championships and going to set records. Well, it usually makes people pretty happy. Plus, you have the whole online leftist crazed lunatic community going, oh, it's so amazing. Oh, it's great. Yeah, you're the best. A lot of people find that. I mean, he got his 15 minutes of fame. You think? You think if he had stayed middle of the pack, male swimmer in the NCAA, no championships? Anybody ever knows his name? No. You ever get interviews on ABC? No. Anybody care? No. Does people care now? Oh, yeah. All kinds of people know who he is. He's getting interviews with all the all the big media. He's got his 15 minutes of fame. He's got championships. Looking at world records. Huh. You're going to say there's no incentive to do that? No one would ever do this just for that. Really? In the past, that would be true. In the past, that would have been very true. Why? Because it wouldn't have been allowed. But once you allow it, there's a lot of people out there go, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'll say whatever it takes to get my 15 minutes of fame and get my trophy. Does it matter to him that it's a competitive advantage? No, of course not. He's winning. He's winning. He's getting accolades. He's a narcissist. That's the point. That's the people that will exploit all this are people who are narcissists. And he just says it. Well, you know, when I was losing, um, I wasn't happy, but I feel so much better now that I'm getting all this fame and, and fortune and, and all this attention and winning all these races. And, oh, it's just great. I'm talked about all the time. You know, a lot of people who are narcissists and, and want and crave attention, they don't care if it's negative. They can deal with the negative side because it's all attention. We know this. We all know this. Anyway, that's going to do it for today. I'm going to have to wrap it up. Uh, it's not quite as long as it has been, but, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I will be back this uh, weekend with uh, another episode, of course. Not taking this weekend off. Just took the one day uh, off there for uh, Memorial Day, and I hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Um, please do remember to like, subscribe, rate, review. If you would like to send a message, question, comment, any of those things, you can do so. You can do it uh, at Eric's America Pod. That is on Facebook, if Facebook will allow you. Apparently, they're not too fond of the podcast. Uh, you can go on Twitter at Eric underscore podcast. That's at the Twitters. Uh, Eric's-America is a website. And ericsamericapod at gmail.com. All those messages, all those things will come directly to me because, well, there isn't a staff because i couldn't afford it if i you know wanted to so all of it will come to me i will be back sunday please remember until then no agenda just america